episode 228 for May 2013. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. An example on this episode is on Superior Spider-Man number 13. In this one, Spidey teams up with the Lizard and Mayor Jameson demands that they kill the Spider-Slayer. Will Spock do it? You'll have to find out. And the cover price for the book, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, gang. We're starting this show off with tackling reviews. We've got two of them of Superior Spider-Man. Okay, tackling reviews now. Superior, we have two this month. Superior Spider-Man number eight and number nine. Chris, you're in charge of eight. What happened in this issue, sir? Well, I just actually want to start with the cover, which shows uh, Cardiac pulling on Spider-Man's clothes. And the only way that Spider-Man's clothes are that loose is if Cardiac is hiking his shirt up and, like, staring at his naked torso. Um, all right. <laughs> Moving on to the... Um, well, Not a fan of the cover, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, oh, this is Troubled Mind Part 2, and, it, and it's my least favorite um, issue titled Troubled Mind Part 2. There's another one this month that comes after this one, which is also Part 2, if you look at the title page. Um, <laughs> oh, really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That's... The, the, this story arc needed to have two Part 2s. Well, um, well, no, because that was Part 2 AU. This is Part 2.1. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we're starting at um that's hilarious. Heart cardiac's uh medical clinic and the 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 patient of the hour is um oh what's the little girl's name? Somebody help me out here. That's Amy Chan or something. Oh, like Penguin Girl cuz she has Pinky the penguin and they they have the brain scanner now so they can fix her the her brain damage. Um and she, so she has this big helmet on that Cardiac stole from Doc Ock, and she's like, "Can we may put it on Pinky? Make him better too?" <laughs> Cardiac, <laughs> like, absolutely. Pinky the Penguin's next. Um, uh, okay, so, so so Spider Man's uh, awesome. Spider Man's fighting the Avengers. And uh, Ghost Peter is like, not the face, because the Avengers are all blasting him, and Captain America smashes him right in the nose, and he uh, gets knocked out. And um, next thing we know, we're we're with Carly Cooper actually, and she's talking on the phone to somebody that we can't see who that person she is talking to is. So you have to put together the clues. And I'm. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? I'm not even bothering making a theory because last time I made a theory, I turned um, Humberto Ramos doesn't know which hand is the left hand into an elaborate like theory that spans like ten issues, and and now I'm and that's been pretty much disproven now because the the thing with the hands just didn't pan out. Uh, so really, the thing with the the wrong hand last month was just a screw up. Uh, but but Carly, she knows that Doc Ock is possessing Spider-Man's body, but she's not going to tell anybody until she proves it empirically, scientifically, and beyond a reasonable doubt. Because, obviously, when there's a killer on the loose and your loved ones are on danger, you need to perform clinical trials before you even warn somebody that you might suspect this, or even that you've heard that it's true, even if you don't believe it yourself. 
I guess she doesn't want to put her reputation on the line, but I don't get why she just doesn't call up Mary Jane and, Jane and say, hey, you know, Doc Ock told me he was really Peter and that Peter was really Doc Ock. Maybe you want to watch out. But uh, my, my, my theory actually is that Carly wants Mary Jane dead. Um, <laughs> so next thing yeah. you know, Spider-Man's hooked up to all these machines in the Avengers office and they have confirmed that he's not a scroll or a, or anything that they can um, decipher. But, you know, even though they have all this uh, scientific equipment, the only Avengers who could make it to work that day were the dumb ones. Um, <laughs> so Hank Pym's not there or... Mr. Fantastic's not yeah. there, or Iron Man's not there. They all conveniently have anything to do, and so you have Captain America and Black Widow and Thor and Wolverine just, like, looking at all these squiggly lines, and they're like, yeah, you're good. But, uh... <laughs> but, and, and that's, that's, a little, that's convenient, isn't it? Yeah, that whole subplot, you know, we wouldn't want it to go anywhere... We wouldn't want it to go anywhere interesting. Um... <laughs> But Ghost Peter plays a game of Pictionary with Black Widow, uh, the hand he can use, and he tries to draw a message to her because he can't he can't spell when he's a ghost, so he has to draw a picture. And he tries to draw an octopus with an arrow pointing at a Spider-Man head, but Black Widow doesn't get it because, as we've established, only the stupid Avengers are present right now. Uh, Spider-Man swings someplace. I'm really, I, I'm really tired <laughs> in the middle of the week. So, <laughs> dude, this is this is better than what my recap's gonna be. Oh, it's good, man. It's good. Yeah, I'm just honestly flipping through the pages because since this is the middle of the week, I haven't really prepared my usual like really well scripted thing. So I'm just looking at the pictures and like Spider-Man is swinging somewhere. His big toe is like longer than his entire head, and. Um, <laughs> He uh, is analyzing the data that he borrowed from the Avengers because, oh, I, this is what happens when I'm going through this too fast. The Avengers confirm that he's uh, not really an imposter, so they're just like, okay, you're on probation. Just don't screw up again. You know, like which, don't shoot like, any more guys yeah, in the face now. Just, don't yeah. don't kill anybody else, and you're good. It but is, we're watching yeah. you. Yeah, but but they let him keep the data from his brain, and he, and Doc Ock sees that something's wrong, that there's an anomaly in his brain. We're then we're back with cardiac. He's uh, fixing up the little girl, and then Spider Man swings in because he wants to get his shit back, and uh, he punches <laughs> cardiac. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and like the little girl is like hugging her penguin because she's so so scared. Do an, do an impression, just one more time, the little girl. Next time she talks, I'll, I'll do an impression, but I'm only going to okay. do real dialogue. <laughs> okay. Um, then Cardiac is like, stop, this, you're just doing some bad stuff, Spider-Man. And, and Spider-Man's like, what? Explain. And then Cardiac explains that this little girl needs the, the brain scanner to save her brain, because when Doc Ock tried to like burn the world with global warming satellites she got like a heat stroke when she demonstrated it and it like ruined her brain or something and doc ock is like this is all my fault in his head and he knows that he has to do something to save her so he is gonna perform the surgery himself and uh let's see we have a line from the little girl oh little girl says spider-man you know how to use the magic helmet 
And uh, Spider-Man whispers, shh, my dearest girl, I'm the magician who made it. And he touches her nose. And then, okay, so, so then Spider-Man puts, uh, puts on, like, the most redundant surgical scrubs ever. Because, like, I... <laughs> mask on mask. Yeah, because what Spider-Man needs is a hairnet. <laughs> needs a hairnet. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man does need a hairnet. Oh no! That's oh. <laughs> so ridiculous when you put it like that. What? Uh, but um, oh, like and uh, so, so uh, Sp- Peter is uh trying to stop this because um, what is what's the excuse that he gives? Because we learned the real reason why he wants to stop it. Oh, he's saying, Doc, you arrogant, you're full of yourself. Because, like, is Doc Ock a brain surgeon? I, I, I don't know. In this issue he is. In this issue he is, but, but Peter's like, and the next issue we learn the real reason he's doing this, but, but we don't really know why, but Spider-Man is making, Ghost Peter's making Otto's uh, handshake, but, uh, you know, for the sake of this little girl, he waits it out. This too shall pass! Um, <laughs> yeah, so, Cardiac and Spider-Man have coffee, and Cardiac is like, it's all cool, like... They fist you know, bump, don't they? they? They almost do, but really, like, Cardiac lets Otto borrow his device, and they they make amends. And the, the little girl is, uh... I'm just going to read every line this little girl says in this comic. All right. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man, the beginning of a new bit. <laughs> How are you feeling, little one? All right. They say I'm going to be all better now. I want to thank you, Spider-Man, but I I don't have much, but Mr. Pinky Penguin, I want you to have him. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Spider-Man's like, this is too grand of a gesture. I can't take P- Pinky the Penguin. But Cardiac <laughs> is like, no, it's okay. We've already found a replacement. And Cardiac has a little Spider-Man doll. Uh, must have been Duke, Duke it's Hasbro. It's one of the only <laughs> Spider-Man dolls left because Normie Osborn buys them all, so he can rip their heads off. Um, <laughs> but this one, this one, uh, it, it's a rare find—a completely intact one that she can hug, and everybody's nice. happy. And it's heartwarming, and like we have this silent panel in the corner where everybody is like smiling at each other, and oh, it feels so good. Uh, okay but then we go back to horizon labs where Otto has his um brain scanning helmet on his head and now he can completely become aware of what ghost peter is up to and he knows he's there and he declares that he is going to perform a parker ectomy okay and that was my favorite yeah. issue recap ever. <laughs> that was very good. That was very good. Boy, voices all were epic. Dude, the voices I, I, I try. I try. All right. Can I give my... my ready pro? for a year's worth of message board questions asking you to do the voice in various situations. <laughs> do the little girl, the mousy, you know, playing tic-tac-toe. Do the little girl, the mousy. Huh. Oh. Get, uh, pro, con, and grade, Chris. What, what we got? Well, got I'll get the con, con first because that's easier for me to think of right now. Okay. Um, okay, so if you went through S- Superior Spider-Man number 6, number 7, and number 8, 
and you pulled out just the pages with the Avengers in them, and you just tore them right out of the comic. And then you put them all of those pages in a stack, stapled together, and called that a comic with just the Avengers scenes. That comic would get an F because it would be stinky. Because <laughs> when um, Spider-Man killed Massacre, I was all for it because I thought this is going to be interesting. This is going to set off all these uh, consequences and Spider-Man's friends and uh, allies will look at him with skepticism and people are on their way to figuring this out. But conveniently, just the stupid Avengers... Like give him the t- like the scientific test. None of the scientific Avengers bother to show up, and so it's just <laughs> completely worthless. Yeah. And then he just goes on probation, and you know, like in the middle of issue six, the Avengers were like, "We better keep an eye on him and see if anything else happens." And in this issue, they're like, "We better keep an eye on him and see if anything else happens." So the opportunity to have something actually come from this whole subplot has been squandered, and I think even though. You know, this isn't as big a deal as if Peter Parker actually killed someone. Since, you know, they're taking the time to draw this story out, you'd want the world's reaction to this watershed, supposedly watershed character change of Spider-Man to to have yeah. some emphasis. And it's just put on the back burner and dismiss stupidly in this story arc. So that, I think, is maybe the biggest flaw in this series so far, is how that's been handled. Yeah. Uh, my pro... The little girl's dialogue. <laughs> you know, that scene was, like, cheesy, but I, I kind of like how they were bringing Otto to- more towards redemption by using a child again, because we've already established that he has a soft spot for children. Whoopi. Which is so completely that- contradicted in Avenging Spider-Man. Oh, I... Uh, you'll have to he think about kids. this in a minute. He hates them, even in the yeah. <laughs> He hates them? Yep, in, in that the- was the, when he teamed up with the FF. Yeah, he said he couldn't. Oh, that's right. That's right. He couldn't well, believe he was saving the life of children. His oh, characterization yeah. marches on. Yeah, that's a good point. So, th- yeah, there's that is inconsistent. But if you just pretend that slot story is the only story that exists, which um, I that's guess you shouldn't, because they published the other the other series. But uh, yeah. I did. I, I actually had read that issue, but I forgot about it. And I, when I was reading this, I was thinking. Um, that they sort of paid off a character trait of Otto that they set up earlier, that he uh, he becomes more prone to redemption when children are evolve, involved. But then he goes home and is basically ready to kill Peter. So there's an interesting tension between his various goals, and you don't really know what he's going to do next and where his mindset is. is. Is he a hero or is a villain in there? This series does a good job of keeping you guessing. So that would be my pro, but it is not enough to make up for the disappointment, which was the Avengers storyline. So my grade for this issue is a D plus. Cool. All right, let's go around the gra- uh, horn for grades out of everybody. Let's hear them. JR, what would you give the grade on this one? Well, I didn't think it was that bad until I until I listened to Chris's vicious lampooning of it, so I'll have to give it a C. Uh, Zach. Kevin. Jesus. Uh, I gave it a C <laughs> even before the lampooning. <laughs> yeah. Don. D. Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Josh. <laughs> Hi. C+. Plus. Um, Zach. Zach. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I give it a. I'll give it a C. I'll give it a B minus. Of I, I, course. Again, I, I didn't. 
I didn't hate it as much as Chris did. Uh, let's go around the horn for pros. Who's got a pro? What did they like about the issue? I like I the art. I, I, okay, hit it, Kev. Um, I actually really liked uh, the way in this issue there was a progression towards Otto finding out that Peter's in his head. Um, yeah. And the biggest way that was illustrated was that Otto started responding to Peter out loud mm-hmm. um, before he even figured out what was going on, before he even took time to think that, holy crap, I'm responding to someone in my head. Um, and I thought that was a good touch. It ended up going uh, rather quickly that it you know, uh, came to a head by the end of the same issue that it started. But I, I really did like that, uh, that way of progressing that plot. Yeah, I, I like the ending of it, too. It, it was very creepy. He was like, the ghost Peter has been talking to himself this whole time, and all of a sudden Doc talks back, and, and you're like, ooh, that's creepy. And I'm go- What was the last line of the book? I'm not, I, don't even, I don't have it. A me. Yeah, there, yeah, I'm going to delete your ass, yeah. I thought that was cool. Any other pros? I like the art. Art? Bertoni, any pro? Not, I mean, none that come to mind. I mean, there, there's parts that I enjoyed, and it wasn't a badly produced issue. Just the cons were kind of enough to bring it down to a C plus for me. And Jr., you're kind of in the same boat I am. I, I didn't hate it. Uh, no, but um, but uh, you know, I don't have any specific pros uh, about it. Uh, but like I said, I didn't realize how stupid it was in spots until Chris, you know, like uh, like the hair, the, the hairnet. I mean, honest to God, why is Spider-Man wearing a Adam face mask and a hairnet? That is just that really... Is and he's wearing surgical gloves over his regular gloves, although I guess he would need sterile gloves, but still, it's, it looks pretty silly. <laughs> what what uh let's go cons. What do we got for cons? The whole <laughs> Avengers <laughs> plot. The whole yeah. Avengers plot. Yeah. That was pretty dumb. It was it was a build up with no payoff. Well that's that's just Dan's plot. Oh well, it's, and part of that is um I mean they have campaign for this. They they put out a teaser how long ago with an image of that issue's cover and it's the Avengers and it says fired. Apparently it should have yeah. said Probation. <laughs> that was not yeah. right lie. See me yeah. in my office for a talking to. It doesn't have as much of a ring to it as fired. The and title of this it, one could have been Beast Sick Day. <laughs> or, yeah, I agree. And and or what hap or what if the dumb Avengers gave you a test? Well, okay, <laughs> well and that's the other if problem. Dumb Avengers. Why are they responsible for the scientific equipment if they supposedly can't use it? Yes. <laughs> well, that's another problem is that it is portraying them as dumb Avengers, and none of these people are actually dumb. They right. might not be able to, you know, read the super scientific stuff if they're not super scientists, but they're not morons. They're not just going to say, well, we don't have any scientists here, but this sciencey stuff looks fine to me. I guess you're good. Stop murdering. The story <laughs> just yeah. needs to be well, they did everything but use a telepath. They're like, all right, he's not a scroll, not a puppet master. Um, we don't need a telepath, right? You know, I, we don't need to call uh, uh, whoever the resident telepath in X Men is. This issue. I don't even. Know, I don't even know if they have a te- Avengers have a telepath. Do they? They got all a telepath. They Doctor can destroy the Marvel universe. Moon Dragon. Like, like they can have somebody say, like, you know, there's something that doesn't feel right about his soul or something. Yeah, well, in Captain Universe and Hickman's Avengers seems to just know stuff. There you go. Yeah. Get the guy who knows stuff. She, yeah, the new Captain Universe, apparently, the whole idea is she is the conscious universe. So, 
Yeah, if the universe doesn't know, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> they can go get the universe the should know that he made a deal with the devil, but Elias. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, why are you still whining about that? That was five years ago, gee. Oh, I'm so sorry. Negative spider fan here. Um, <laughs> oh, another, another con, though, is I have to go directly against one of Don's pros. I thought the art was really poor. Well, there you go. Really? Yeah. Well, Chris agreed with the baggy Spider-Man suit on the cover. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Ramos has always been uh, up and down for me, but this just, this was not one of the ups at all. This this looked okay. rushed and kind of hurried out there. Any other thoughts on this issue before we hit the next Wait, one? Yeah, I, 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 got, that, I got, uh, oh, oh, I do actually have one more if I can, but <laughs> I might be, I'm, I'm sure I'm stealing this from someone, but... Uh, I like to think that in the Marvel Universe, the Avengers movie is actually a historical drama. And, oh, my! <laughs> yeah, and Black Widow was so flattered uh, with the, the um, Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of her that she decided to quote the movie by uh, saying that read in my ledger line, which actually <laughs> I don't even think makes much sense in this context. I guess it oh. kind of does because she's saying he has a debt to repay. But, like... In the Avengers movie, that, like, using it to refer to, like, having killed someone came about as Loki, like, playing with her words, and it doesn't really work here. Yeah, it's Honestly, just as, as much as I love Joss Whedon dialogue, I didn't like the whole, I got read in my ledger thing in the movie. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't put it as a con on this particular issue is because it's not original to Dan Slott to crib that from the movie, because there's a Avengers Assemble arc already titled The Widow's Ledger. Oh, for uh, no. Come on. Like, wow. I, I, I always say that line for the movie, and I like the movie, but that line, because they said it like three times, and this is like, just to say it out of context, nonsensically, because, you know, 10 year old Avengers fans. Right. Um, I, I, I just gotta say, because like, I, I want to kind of get my voice in here. And I'm. I'm I, I wonder, I'm wondering at what point am I going to be out of line for complaining about the whole massacre re- reaction? Because, like, it's not, it seems as though Slot like, just does not want us to care about that. And I guess I guess I guess it's succeeding because like I don't know, like I, I'm still really upset that like nobody's responding to that. I mean, because I, I mean, Brett, it seems like and I, you know I, I don't want I don't want to come off as disrespectful on your own podcast, but it seems like you really don't mind the fact that nobody's talking about it because I, I would imagine that would really get get a Spider-Man fan up in arms the fact that like he killed somebody and no one cares. You mean you think I should be more upset that no one cares? I mean, I, I mean, I'm sort of like of the opinion that like this is something that would change Spider-Man's like mm-hmm. existence in New York, and like like Slot kind of wants us to not care about that, and it seems like that's. I mean, I've not heard you really talk much about it yourself. Well, I mean, I guess I feel differently since it's a villain that killed him. Yeah, but you're this reflects not on Peter Parker, but on how people are reacting to him. Like you yeah. know, when Spider-Man unmasked in Civil War, even though. You know, it mm-hmm. eventually got undone pretty quickly. The next several, like, story arcs in every Spider-Man title were about people reacting to that because it's a big deal. That's what should happen here. I, I concur. I concur. I, I, I guess I don't know why I'm not upset about that. Just lost I think because I, not a, I, no deal I, has I, made I, of it. Yeah, yeah, and also I, I think it would make a good future Spider-Man story if he had to kill somebody. Well, that's happened, and no one gives a shit. But they, what, but, they would have but, to make it a story first. <laughs> as I'm talking about Peter happening. Parker in his brain, in his body. He kills somebody. That would make an interesting story. Yeah, as it is now, called, I don't think it is. It's called Spider-Man versus Wolverine. It's also called the Spider-Man wow. Annual, where he tracks down his parents' killer. He killed that guy in the astral plane in uh, JMS's run. 
Yeah, we don't talk about that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore that one. He supposedly killed Morlin. Yeah. 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 You know, I think it's also funny in this story where they scan him and they say, oh, by the way, you're not a scroll, you're not controlled by Space Phantom, Puppet Master, whatever. But, you know, for a guy who has publicly joked, and even among some of these Avengers, joked about having clones, and you also have Thor there who, you know, was cloned, you know, and it's like, and it, it doesn't occur to anybody that it could be a clone of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know. Even though that's yeah. a pretty, you know, so it, it just occur, it doesn't occur to anybody. That's, uh, that's pretty. I good. just found that interesting. Yeah. Do you, okay, I got a question. Yeah, you brought up the clone. Could could a clone version of Peter Parker just just a not not Ben Riley? I'm, I'm just saying a clone of Peter Parker be there out. No. no. Oh. What? Because you mean, of the clone you mean, saga debacle, train wreck. They can't do that again. Yeah. You mean put the consciousness of Peter Parker in a clone body? Yeah, like they did with Charles Xavier. Uh, I would not like that. For some reason, people will accept it with, like, Captain America and Professor X and who the hell else, but they... Clones with Spider-Man is radioactive, no pun intended. Something I was considering that... um, Because Jackal's been in the background a little bit. An out for this story could be that Otto clone is cloned, and the... Katra or whatever goes. Was that a Star Trek reference? Is Katra a Klingon thing? JR is Katra Vulcan. Actually, yes, it's Star Trek Three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Katra. Katra Robot Winner. <laughs> the Katra. The Katra of uh, uh, Spock. I mean, no, 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 Ock. <laughs> I'm all confused. Goes into a clone of of Ock. I mean, I think that could be an out. Can I, can I just say, like, real quick before we move on? Yeah. I hated the little right. girl. You hated the little girl? So you the, don't like puppies either, do you? <laughs> no, I, I have a little dog myself, but, like, that that was the cheesiest, smaltiest, like, you know. Like, oh, no, she has a different doll now, a Spider-Man doll, the doll of the guy who shot somebody. Damn it, you stole mine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what were you going to say, Bertone? You had one more thing you wanted uh, to say. I thought that, that that the doll thing was the most unsubtle way to end the emotional scene because it's it went the extra mile that ruined it. You know, like the the cup was filled to the top and another drop of water just overflowed it and it spilled everywhere. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, she doesn't need that doll anymore. She's got a new hero now. And he puts his hand on Spider-Man's back. It's like, oh, okay, I get this. I get this. And, you know, but then the next panel, it's like, well, wait, what if someone does and get it. We, we, we need we need less subtlety. So you know she's hugging the doll. Like okay, there, there. Now do you guys understand what we were trying to say? And it's it reminds me of like you know some a cartoon that Don and I were watching a few weeks ago where like they, <laughs> they were alluding to the moral of the story, but they never came out and said it. But it was kind of like the audience understood it. But then in case the audience was stupid, they they went out and said the moral after dancing around it for like a five paragraph speech. Kind of like watching television. <laughs> I think Don just said um, something that was funny and no one laughed, so I, I want to say it again because that was really funny to me, that this is a doll of a guy who just like last week in this series like shot a guy in the head <laughs> in public in a train station mercilessly wow. while he was crying. And like this is a great toy for a little girl. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Role models. Hey, there's Darth Vader toys everywhere. Darth Vader is a, a multiple mass murderer or whatever who, who breaks people's necks and kids are running around with dolls of him. 
kills children. Yeah, yeah, but in this universe, Spider-Man's not fictional. Like, Darth Vader is in our universe. So this would be like, yeah. I don't know what to compare this to. but like, yeah. This would be an, an O.J. Simpson <laughs> posture. A, a Jeffrey Dahmer doll. <laughs> Somebody um, on LiveJournal like, once said when there was like a picture of Normie Osborne's bedroom and he had like Hulk bedsheets, they said, isn't that the equivalent of having like Hurricane Katrina bedsheets? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, I like it. All right, let's move on to Superior number nine. This one that was just released today. It has a great looking cover by is this Marcos Martin? I looked at the credit box yeah. and it still has last month's in it. Yeah, this is this is Martin. I, I can tell. Okay, gotcha. A uh, beautiful looking cover of Spider Man's brain and the gray matter spells out the word Superior Spider Man. <laughs> Avengers, you fools! You you can't see that it spells out the Superior Spider Man when you did your brain scan. Come on! <laughs> there was even a Doc Ock on top. Didn't you? Well, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> Josh, you've got this one. Tell me what goes down yeah, this one. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, the Beatles just did their concert, and now I'm it, like some, like the monkeys. i got to follow, you know, Chris's act here, and <laughs> it's not going to be nearly as good of a recap, but here we go. We start off in a Dexter's Laboratory with uh, yeah. Peter... Yeah. With Peter Puss, you know, giving some exposition to the living brain about how he has to perform the Parkerectomy because he's theorizing, instead of Ghost Peter being Peter's actual essence, that keeping the Parker memories around so he can say accessing Parker memories, you know, every uh, other issue, he, he thinks that it's the memories taking on a life of their own. And he's saying that he kept those in there so he can pull off this masquerade with a lot more ease. But apparently, since it's now taking on a life of its own and stopping him from doing things. He has to go in there and stop it. And he hooks himself up to a chair, and uh, this would look so goofy in live action. I'm so glad that this is a comic. Uh, Peter starts to try and strangle himself with his right hand. Sorry, Chris. And... Yeah, I know. That, that, that disappointed me. Every time I see the hand do something, I always now check to see if it's the right or the left. And wouldn't yeah. you know... It, it it's let's just never mention that again. <laughs> it was a good victory. I'm disappointed that it wasn't the real. So um, Doc Ock starts uh, commencing. He calls it commencing mind wipe, and you see the inside of Peter's brain. And you know it's um, in in heaven. It's apparently Forest Hills, and Peter's brain is a barren New York street with Midtown High on one side and the Daily Bugle on the other, and. Uh, What's the very first memory that Doc Ock wipes from Peter's mind? <laughs> Nathan Lebinsky. No. Oh, it wasn't? Nope. Who did who'd they delete? <laughs> <laughs> the very first memory that he wipes is longing glances at Betty Brandt. Long- oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I bet you wanted to delete that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- th- my articles, you know, they're not going to make sense. It's uh, he can't do this to me. But yeah, he starts deleting things, longing glances from Betty Brandt, advice from Robbie Robertson, arguing with Jonah over paychecks, and then the continuity porn starts. Ned Leeds, Joy yeah, Mercado, Lance Bannon, Ben Urick, Nora Winters. Which, by the way, Nora Winters and Joy Mercado being mentioned in the same breath. I, I find that funny because I've always called one the retread of the other. <laughs> and when he gets to Nick Katzenberg, he can't quite recall Katzenberg because the effect is starting to get in. 
So I'm um, sensing the resistance. Doc Ock says that he's going to have to enter the brain, and I have no idea how he's doing this, but it's brain science. He goes in, and he's got his classic uh, John Romita Sr. era look where he has the green suit and the funky goggles, kind of like the um, the Spider-Man has amnesia era bo- uh, books. I think it looks good. Oh, dude, the art is – I usually don't like Ramos, but not to give away my pros, but uh, the art is one of my pros for this book. This is Stegman. Like, yeah, this is Stegman. I don't usually like Ramos, but when he's Ryan Stegman, it's awesome. <laughs> I would agree with that statement. <laughs> well, it's awesome. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is good. This is the best Ramos has ever been. Wait a minute, it's not. <laughs> that totally was a backhanded insult to Mr. Ramos. I've had this weird work week. I'm lucky I was even able to read the issues before. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, so they start their old, like, you know, old Western standoff, and Peter's like, this is my world, my rules. So then the floating heads of guilt come out, and they have bodies, too. <laughs> the floating heads of guilt. Yeah. I love that line. Yeah, and this time they have bodies, and they all start ganging up on Auk. And for some reason, like, Gwen goes, like, right for the neck. And Mary yeah. for a tentacle. Don't sweat it, Tiger. We got him. Quick question. Who is the kid in the hoodie? Uwatu Jackson. Uwatu Jackson. Oh, that's Uwatu. Uh, see, I, I didn't get that. He, he, Dude, I, I so thought that was Araceli from Scarlet Spider. What? Peter's never met her. <laughs> I know. I thought it was just a cute little nod by segment. I... <laughs> who's who's the uh, the person next to Betty Brant on that, that one page where Gwen's got him by the neck? Her brother? Hold on. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mean under the tentacle, like behind Mary Jane's hair? Right, I, I can't place that. Like, is that Flash <laughs> grabbing a tentacle no, under Mary? Fla- Flash is like the blonde guy on the other side. The Come on, gang. Clear. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to tell. It looks like it could be like maybe it's supposed to be Ned Leeds, but I don't. But then, like, is is that supposed to be Captain Stacy grab, grabbing the tentacle, going for a ride? I don't know. That's, that that sounds bad. Other contest. No, no, it does sound bad. And Uncle Ben, he's like he's clutching the tentacle on the bottom of the page. Like, why Uncle can't Ben's I? Going at it. Yeah. Why can't I quit you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Yeah. So they and Gwen is like, yeah. On the next page, Gwen is like really holding on for dear life. And then Doctor Octopus is like, I have my own floating heads of guilt too. And a bunch of uh, Spider-Man's rogues gallery appear in different... I love the panel layout for this page. I think that it's really cool how they did that. Uh, I love the burglar with the clicking of the gun. I thought that was magnificent. Watch out, it's the crime master. Yeah, the crime master. We all remember him. Mm. And the burglar shoots Uncle Ben, and Peter's eyes water. And then Peter can't even remember who his uncle's name was, and he says, you monster, because this stuff is trying to take effect. And you see the goblin blasting Gwen. So Peter says, all right, lucky for me, I'm more than just Peter Parker. And he rips off his skin and says, the amazing Spider-Man. And then the next page, he's jumping out of his clothes towards Doc Ock. It actually looks kind of cool. Yep. Um, You know, great art by not Ramos uh, Stegman. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, not Rainbow Stegman. I, I feel really bad for that. And Doc Ock, he's and now he's kind of panicking and he's running away, saying no fair. And Peter's rubbing it in like, oh, what do you mean no fair? The high ground? Come on, Otto. You know, I thought this was about power and responsibility. And he keeps on hounding him and beating on him and, and until he forces him to say that it was a that it was all a selfish act, not a heroic act. That he just wanted to destroy him. 
You know, what would a hero do? And then he realizes that, um, so then Peter says, what, uh, sorry, again, well, uh, I didn't have much time to repair and I prepare and I'm following Chris. So Otto with his broken <laughs> glasses, bloodied and beaten, you know, Peter says, now what's the right and responsible thing to do? And Otto has that moment looking down where he says to give the world the Spider-Man that it truly needs a superior Spider-Man. And then like Peter did a few pages earlier, he rips off his skin and he's going after Peter in the superior Spider-Man costume. And you get a cool page of, uh, both of the Spider-Man yeah. and their prospective costumes. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was cool. And then Peter says, you've done horrible things, Otto. You even, you know, and then he looks at Don and says, you even killed a man. But we're not going to talk much about that anymore. <laughs> when I read that, I'm like, oh, the panel's going to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. And we actually, we actually get a mention of Ashley Kafka because he's like, what of Massacre? You let him live last time. And when he returned, he killed over 30 people, including your friend, Dr. Ashley Kafka. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then the next panel, we get a little appearance of uh, Chris's alter ego, a little uh, pink elephant girl. (laughs) As Peter is down on his knees, all bloody, and just like a few pages earlier, when Peter's kind of forcing Doc Ock to admit that he did stuff for selfish reasons, he's telling Peter, why did you stop the operation, the last issue? And he says, well, I didn't trust you to do it. He's like, liar, I can read your mind. You need to admit what we both already know. And he says, you were about to get the scanner. You'd find me. No, I was here, couldn't risk, and Peter has a look of desperation on his face. Doc Ock walks away, saying, pound responsibility, remember? Finishes the mind wipe, and we see a bunch of rubble come down on Peter. And this whole time, Peter's saying, no, I'd never, I'd know me, I'm Spider-Man, I'm... And he forgets his last name and says, Parker, Palmer. Back in Dexter's laboratory, Doc Ock takes off the helmet and says, he's gone, and I'm free... And that's the end of the issue. N- nice Palmer reference, which was an early... Oh, misprint. no, 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 no. <laughs> what? We will have words with thee. <laughs> I agree with that. What, what are you, Thor? What the hell? Yeah, I, I, we'll get to this in the cons. Okay, go ahead, Bertone. Okay, well, my grade is... Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about this issue, and... um. I just put down this comic, and at the end of this comic, Peter Parker is dead, and Doc Ock has his body. That's the conclusion. That's the ending of this comic. That's what the reader's left thinking. That's what I'm thinking as I'm putting down this comic, which is Amazing Spider-Man, number 698. (laughs) But anyway, um, anyway, I'm I'm looking at – but let's talk about the other book, which is it's over, and – Peter Parker's dead. He's not coming back. And Doc Ock has his body. That's the new status quo in Amazing Spider-Man number 700. (laughs) Now, we have the book that, according to Marvel solicitations, it's going to make us even angrier than Amazing Spider-Man 700, which ended with Peter dying and Dr. Octopus in his body permanently. And that ending is Peter dying and Dr. (laughs) Octopus being in his body permanently. And... It's that I don't know. I, I ha- yeah, I have the I have the scene where he comes back from the rubble. He's lifting all that up, isn't he? That would be cool. Um, I mean, little- that's how he's coming back. I mean, but- he's, he, it's an homage. Yeah, like doing that. the pro. I mean, I don't know how much of how much I want to blame 
the actual story on the hype around it. Because it's not the story's fault that the solicitations were promising us, like, this big game changer, and we're going to be angrier than 700. So, because I was thinking something even bigger was going to happen. And when we were guessing things last week, this was one of the guesses I had, but then I dismissed it saying, well, how's that going to make people angrier than 700? That's the same ending as 700. And it's, yes, some chess pieces have been moved in between these endings, but it's still the same basic story beat and status quo. It's kind of wheel spinning. (coughs) Mm -hmm. So that's one problem I have with it. The other problem that I have with it is uh, I don't know how I feel about Peter Parker admitting that he was willing to let a little girl die so that that ghost Peter wouldn't be revealed. And I get that, you know, he's trying to save his life and save the life of other people around him, but I don't think that that's the choice that Peter would make. Peter has regularly risked his life to save the lives of others around him. I think he would sacrifice his life for a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The scene in which it presents itself, though, I like. I like the look on his face. I like how... Their symmetry between Doc Ock and Peter throughout the issue, with them both ripping off their skin, with first Peter forcing Ock to admit that Ock did something selfish, and then Ock doing the same thing that Peter, pages later. I like that. I like that payoff. And I love the art by not Ramos. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And it's... I think that it's there should the whole mystical battle inside the brain thing. Spider-Man's story should be grounded in a lot more reality and not with this mystic stuff. But if you are going to do this mystic stuff with the Spider-Man story, it needs to have an emotional grounding to it. And I think that this succeeded on that point. It was, you know, grounded as an emotional story as opposed to a mystic story where just, you know, a mental fight happens. So I I like this issue a lot more than I did Um, the first time I read it. I've had some time to meditate on it. My problems with it are that moment with the little girl and um, just just the hype around it and the fact that really the status quo is no different than it was at the end of 700, except now Ghost Peter's gone and Spider-Man shot a guy in the face. (laughs) So it might be my favorite issue that they've done so far. And the continuity porn... It it could have been more excessive, like you know, but it wasn't. Like you could have had like these characters like saying stuff like, "Remember me? I invented spider slayers and stuff like that." They served their purpose in the story, and then that was it. And the panel layouts, you know, like like when the villains are coming, that was good. This might be my favorite issue yet, so I think I will give it an A. I was leaning towards a B when I read it earlier, but now it's an A. Okay. Let's go around the horn. Uh, Zach. Oh. I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a what? A B because okay. of Stegman. Okay, not Ramos. Uh, JR, what's your grade? Uh, I was going to give it a B. Okay. Kev. I give it an A. Don. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, C minus. Ooh, all right. We'll hit you up with cons first. Uh, Chris, what's your grade? Oh man, I feel like I've barely had enough time to gather my thoughts on this since I just read it. But yeah, oh man, for now I'll go. Very rarely we review a book the day it's released. <laughs> yeah, I, I think right now I'm thinking B, mate, but I might go up. I might go up as time goes by because I've been thinking about what I didn't like about it and I. And those things don't really matter as much as I thought they did. So, 
Yeah, no, it's 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 good. I think I'm going to stick with a B now, though. So. I'll give it an A minus. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, let's do oh, we'll do cons. I want to get here what Don's con well, is. I think Don's we might want to. So this is one of those rare like take a shot moments when Brad's grade is lower than mine. And oh. go. <laughs> really, uh, you were straight up A. I'm an A minus, huh? Yep. Wow. God. <laughs> but negative Don is my ass, ass people. <laughs> negative my. Ass. <laughs> Speaking of negative my ass, Don, what's your negativity? <laughs> I don't, I, What's your cons? I didn't want to do this. Um, well, you know, just, just first of all, I, I feel like I actually this is actually worth pointing out. I, I didn't I didn't really appreciate. You know, I'm not one of those guys who thinks that Marvel is this you know insidious like uh, you know cabal of people who just want to piss off Spider-Man fans. And yet, I really didn't appreciate the fact that this was solicited as something that will make us angrier than ever. I really thought that was douchey, and I and I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that type of marketing. Like spend your money on something that you that you won't like. I I really felt felt pissed off at that. Uh, although you know that's not, that's like not necessarily the issue's fault. Um, but um, as soon as somebody turns the window up, like I I I think it's a bit I think it's character assassination to imply that Peter Parker would you know want to you know, like actively. Here's the thing: the way I read uh, that scene in in last issue, issue number eight, where he, uh, you know, he's shaking Otto's hand. And he actually, we see him saying, "I don't trust you, Otto. It's for your ego. You don't know what you're doing. I got to stop you doing that." I took that as red because if Peter's, like, you know, if Peter is like in his goat's form and nobody else can see him, and he's like, he's like, you know, this sort of like ethereal essence, I didn't really see any any need to assume that like you know this was sort of him speaking to somebody, and that that was his innermost, that was like insti- his instinctual thought, you know, the thought that occurs in our head where you know it's sort of like you know instant. It's not like, you know, him trying to convince himself otherwise. Now we have slots saying that, you know, really Peter would, would, you know, risk the life of a little girl to save his own ass. That's, and like, you know, just, just you know, complete with that image of him with a mark of Cain looking, looking as bitch as I've ever seen the character. I don't like that. And it, it's not so much, you Can know, I have a direct response. Cons- yeah. Yeah. Was the so just cause, uh, for me, um, if that is what that scene is, then that would be not only my con, but just a huge one. Because I think we can all agree, Peter Parker would never uh, risk the life of a little girl to save his own. I think we can put that on the table as fact. The way I read the scene, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm not saying it's definite, the way I read it was this was proof that this is not the ghost of Peter Parker. I thought that was proof that Otto was right, that this was merely a representation of the memories of Peter left behind. Because I think that moment of him breaking down was him realizing that he is not Peter Parker. Because Peter Parker would not do that. And I think that's the proof. But how would the memory fragment, you know, go into VR Troopers, Seaward Trainers, virtual reality world, and like these <laughs> other issues where he's, Are where you he's like the same so comic, Josh? Yeah, like I mean, like in, in the, the Justice Screwball issue, he's referring to <laughs> past issues where like we've seen the memory go into other parts of the body and like you know have have sentient experiences separate of Basically, Otto's reaction. The idea that Otto is putting forward is that these memories that were left behind of Peter kind of took on their own consciousness. Right? It's is it ridiculous? Yes, but is it slot logic? Yes. 
Well, okay. Here's my here's my response to that. You know, let's let's make, let's make a dialogue out of this. This is good stuff. Like, um, if this is if this is what Slot is supposed to do, and like you know, like like twelve months down the line, it's like Zound. This wasn't Peter Parker all along. I suppose that's fair game, but like contingent to this issue, I didn't get any other implication besides the fact that Otto had a one up on Peter, and Peter had to, was forced to admit that. I mean, he he can come back and say that later on, but like I'm left with this issue thinking that you know. Wow, Peter Parker totally sold out a little girl's like you know surgery to to save his own ass, and and not only that, I didn't get that from that, that additional scene, and like it's almost like a an immediate retcon. So like, I I don't like it, you know. I mean, it's I and and I I struggle to think that Slot actually thinks that Peter would do that, but at the same time, this is what he's putting in the comic book. You know, I think that's the thing for me is that I. I can feel whatever way I feel about Slot as a writer. But as a Spider-Man fan, I it never occurred to me really when reading that that he would actually say that Peter Parker would do that because nobody would say that Peter Parker would do that. I mean, any of us, our immediate knee-jerk reaction is Peter Parker would not sacrifice the life of a little girl to save himself. We all know this. It is self-evident. And if we accept that, and how can we not, the only other conclusion I can come to is that this wasn't Peter Parker. In the hmm. in the evidence box for it being Peter Parker, Ock has a line where he says that like the Parker memories include Peter's time when he was in Dr. Octopus's body, like right up until 700. So it can't yes. be in the map. He, ex- he also explains that uh, by mentioning uh, the Octobot that Peter used to try to put himself back into his own body. So those memories from when he was in Dr. Octopus's body come from the Octobot, not necessarily his soul. If that was what Slot was intending, I could see how this would supposedly be the game changer that makes us more pissed off than 700, because then it reveals that, like, the Peter that you've been following, which is the annoying ghost Peter, you know, that quotes community, is, uh, and says, suck it, Ock, um, isn't the guy who you've been emotionally invested with for the past nine issues? Isn't actually Peter? I'm not really. I'm not really bothered by that idea because again, that's that's you know that's legitimately been done before. That's that's Alan Moore's Swamp thing. That's not a new idea that would that would totally kill me. And honestly, and it would also make issues. it all better because it would also because like like we've all been complaining about this this iteration this writing of Spider Man is so incessantly annoying. The fact of the matter is, at least at least in terms of my perspective. Like, Sp- Spider-Man's been written, like, this ghost form of Spider-Man's been written so insanely annoying. Like, you know, not the face, not the face, suck it, auto, that kind of thing that, like, it, to me, that, that's just, like, it, it doesn't really insult me, but it is out of character. So this would kind of co- co- coincide with all those little niggles that I already, already had. I'm yeah, I mean, free I- to be proven wrong later on that this was, that this like, what you're saying is right and that it actually isn't Peter Parker. But this, to me, really killed a lot of momentum because I did like much of this issue, but that, I thought was really just like, no, 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 I don't, I don't even want to think about that. And that's on me, that's so, on me, that's objective. I actually have a completely different take on this, if I could jump in. Uh, yeah. Um, I, well, I think that this it's pretty fair to say that it's been established that this ghost, Peter, is like the memories of Peter Parker that have taken on a life of their own. And, you know, whether that means it has Peter's soul or if it's the real Peter or whatever, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think thought's that big. Uh, but, but I think it's, it's fair to, I'm just kidding with that. Actually, I think huge thoughts. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
But but it's fair to say that this is left over, left like what's left of Peter, and it's based. I think you could say that it's Peter, and I still don't have a problem with this scene really because I don't think Peter is capable of killing a child to save himself. But I do think he is possible of succumbing to a brief, fleeting moment of weakness that he feels ashamed of immediately after. And that's what I took away from this. That's what ha- was happening. Because if, if you look at number eight, he's not like really powerfully like struggling to stop Otto from performing this surgery. It's just that Otto's hand is shaking. And so I think that's Peter in there. You know, having like a little bit of a moment of hesitation, thinking about himself, but then in this issue, he's crying about it that he even had just that. So, I, I do think that that's not completely out of character for Peter Parker. And furthermore, I think in order to do this moment where Peter has to admit something about himself that is so crushing to his sense of self that it literally causes his mind to crumble apart. It needs to be something big that he would not be willing to normally admit about himself. And so any other moment of weakness. What's that? <laughs> I hit, I hit, my, I hit wife. my wife. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. But then, you know, if, okay. if that was it, they'd be referencing something from like 20 years ago. This doesn't force people to have memories that long. And, and Slaw would um, never reference something from 20 years ago. <laughs> okay, let me, let, me, let, let me talk. Only 40 um, and 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I think yeah, that's fair. Like Spider-Man had a moment of weakness. He he looks back on it and he's ashamed of it and it wasn't something that he would have gone through with, but just the fact that he had the thought and the impulse causes him himself to literally like fall apart. And so I think that is a good moment in the issue. Well, two well, things. I think a I think it is a huge deal um, you know, who slash what this is because there is a gigantic difference fundamentally and story-wise between Peter Parker's soul trying to take his body back and basically an echo of what Peter Parker was before he died. That is a fundamental difference in what we're reading. So I think it's a huge deal which one it is. As for the rest of it, I still would say I, I don't think there's any way Peter Parker would ever even risk the life of a little girl to save his own life. That is you not the Peter Parker anybody knows. You, you don't think the impulse could rise up in him enough to make his hand shake and then stop? That was more of an impulse, though. That was like a several-second scene. Several seconds, though. That's a brief moment of time. Have we not seen how difficult, how much it takes for him to move Otto's hand? That's yeah. not a brief second of my hand shook. That is, I am using all of my will to make this happen. There's a big difference. No, when he's using all his will to make it happen, he makes the hand just spring up and start choking himself. This is, he you know, uses all he, his will to make it happen. He tries to write a note and ends up drawing something that looks, uh, drawing an octopus that ends up looking like crap, which in this case <laughs> expresses itself as my hand shook. It's just pretty much the same thing. I didn't even get to that, um, that out of last issue. I never thought that that's what Peter was trying to do until it was explicitly stated by both characters this issue. Yeah, I never that. would have jumped to that conclusion had they not both admitted it. Can I respond yeah, to Kevin? Here, honestly. Can I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Don. Um, cool. Like, like he was saying, like, you know, I think Chris brought up the idea that, like, this is, like, revealing a, you know, relatable weakness in Peter Parker. And, and, um, they, I mean, Kevin's brought up the point that, like, you know, it's, that's, I, I like the idea that, like, that's how it destroys this quote-unquote fake Peter, if it is fake Peter, because it's such a self-destruct, it's a self-defeating aspect that the character shouldn't have. 
to me, it's like I mean, a lot of a lot of slots run, and a lot of I think a lot of like lately Marvel's run, it's kind of talking, saying, and not showing, and a lot of this to me uh, espouses a notion of Spider-Man. Like, like to me, uh, I hesitate to say like you know what Doctor Octopus says is supposed to be taken for red, and yet we have him saying you know you're you're worth you're not worthy, you're nothing to me, less than nothing, blah blah blah. And I feel that like the last couple of pages are really supposed to hammer home the fact you did this to this little girl, this makes you bad, and I, I mean, I, I wasn't left happy with this. I mean, I, 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 I'll admit, I was going into this issue knowing I wasn't really going to like it because I didn't like, you know, I didn't like how they solicited it. But it, it, I'm left with the feelings it gave me and you know the implications that it had, whether the, or not the story turns out to be what, what, what you know, what they kind of faked me out on. The feeling that they had to me, and you know, I, I, I'm probably wrong, is that Doctor Octopus at least in that moment had, had beat Peter Parker morally and. I don't like that implication because I mean, even if it is going to be set on his head a little farther down the line, you put it down here in a way that I thought was inappropriate. Yeah, Zach, you had a point you want to make. Um, Go ahead. My point is: is what was the point of Ghost Peter? I mean, to me, this payoff of, of well, he's dead uh, now, both in both in cybernetic memories, VR trooper style, and you know, the body itself, I, I just, I came away with this issue feeling very whelmed. And honestly, I, I, I just, I, I absolutely think that this was, this is just the stupidest thing. I mean, you sit there, you draw, you, you basically made the apology. Okay. We didn't really kill Peter Parker in issue one, but issue nine, guess what? He's dead. I, I just feel like that, as good of a as good of a scene as it was between Peter and, and Ock inside their head, um, I just I, I ask myself, what's the point? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I, I I feel very let down by the story. This is also kind of what? questioning, like you know exactly what kind of character Doctor Octopus is because he's it's, again it's, it's going on against. 700 where he's like you know i must you know you're not leaving this to a villain and yet he's actively twisting his mustache saying i want to steal this life and live my life that i deserve because i'm better than you and it's like the, he's like just the biggest dick i mean really, are we really supposed to be following this character i mean honestly well, I, I i think uh, i think ghost peter will be back don't you think i, I hope I, not yeah he'll be back He'll be back. I mean, he's going to lift up the giant sand and the crumbling buildings, and he's going to be back in an issue or two. Issue I wouldn't 14, be surprised. Next biggest event. Yeah, there you go. Chris, I, I have a theory that he's. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I, was I didn't say anything. No. Oh, I, I thought you were saying it. Go ahead, Josh. Um, yeah, he's going to be back, and he's going to possess the body of the living brain. <laughs> and then, like Peter Parker's gonna have to pretend to be a robot and like say roboty things so Otto doesn't suspect while he's trying to get the you know attention of Grady scraps and stuff. It, it, does that no, sound? He's like gonna try to get with MJ. That's the whole that's the point of this comic, man. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: like something Dan Slott would do, make you know, like put Peter in the body of this obscurely dicko robot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I could see that. I will say this though. At the end of this whole Superior Spider-Man thing, and JR may disagree with me on this, but Slot has set it up to where, honestly, Doc Ock may be Spider-Man's greatest villain after this. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that honestly. Uh, um, I, he takes he takes what Norman did, which was strip away his humanity uh, with the Clone Saga, and he's taking it to the next logical level, which is 
literally take his very body away from him. And his it's, it's a mind rape. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's not use, total mind let's rape. Not use the R word. I've had a, I've had <laughs> enough of like the superior spider we, rapist we, joke. We haven't heard from our buddy Jr. Are you not? You haven't fallen asleep yet. We're at ten o'clock in the evening. <laughs> it's ten o'clock for you. It's eleven o'clock for me. Um, <laughs> Oops. No, I, I've just been blissfully listening to uh, all of the debate. Uh, any like any points said, you I, make to it? Add to it? Mm-hmm. Not really. No, I, I really don't have anything else to say. It seems like it's been fairly well covered. Okay. Uh, that was pretty much the cons. Any other pros before we, we wrap this one up? The cover is awesome. It is. It is. I like the way uh, Peter's friends and family were using his head. Uh, like I like a lot of the dialogue that came from that. Uh, like people like JJJ and them. Um, and I liked the not Ramos art. In my notes, it says Stigman, but you know we have a funnier way of saying that now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not not Ramos. Absolutely knocked this out of the park. I did. I love that they remembered the burglar. Who's the burglar? Uh, they, they remembered. Uh, it looks like they remember Paul Stacy. If, if you get see the goateed guy I, on the. I was wondering who the guy with the beard was. That's Paul Stacy. I think uh, that's Paul Stacy. Wow. But Jameson Senior. Yeah, maybe that could. Be. Oh, it could be Jameson Senior. But um, the one thing I will say this about Dan Slott, he did make an excuse to have Stegman draw all the classic villains in their classic garb. And, and what is wrong with that? And nothing awesome. is wrong with that at all. <laughs> I love seeing awesome. classic Dr. Octopus for the first time in hundreds of issues. More than ten years almost, practically. <laughs> and, you know, as much as Zach was earlier at least starting to complain about the Peter Palmer <laughs> reference with the continuity porn, Dan Slott does continuity porn like nobody's business, but he found the right context for it with this issue, in my opinion. This was, this was where it belonged. Why, why did you not like the Peter Palmer? I, I, I missed that. I just... I thought it was just over the... To me, it was a little over the top. I was just like, ugh. I mean, that's totally a shout-out to... It feels very self-aggrandizing when, like... I I think think because of classics, I think a lot of uh, the listeners and us know about it more than most readers would. But, like, it does feel very, like, you know, Peter Palmer, get it? Huh-huh? Get it? Huh-huh? Yeah, Yeah, but on on the other hand, if you don't get it, it's completely unobtrusive and makes sense in the context that it's in. So it's, it's, it's perfect. Right, any other thoughts before we wrap this one up? I do want to say that, like, I love when he said, you know, lucky for me, I'm more than just Peter Parker. I'm also the amazing Spider-Man, and he rips up his mask. To, he rips up his face to see his mask. That was awesome. And that's a wrap on this episode. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. An example of their great prices is on Superior Spider-Man number 14. In this one, Spock gets a new costume, and he heads on over to the Shadowland to kick some ninja butts. The cover price, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com.